Welcome to part two of this out-of-line discussion with Jahan Zentrally. Um, Okay, so go all the way back because I know yeah. I was looking at your social media earlier and I was like, okay, I think you're the only person I've ever seen in my whole life who has a really big following and follows zero people. Oh, yeah. Well, that wasn't always. I mean, I obviously had collected people over the years. Yeah. Um, I've been following zero people for almost... I don't know, maybe nine months, and then occasionally we'll call, we'll we'll follow different genres. So, it first started off as, um, uh, like Italian uh, celebrities. Like there's there's this whole movement of like kind of these hip hop slash like cultural celebs that I was like very interested in, and they were just all Italian, and they were all like dating or married or like roommates with each other, and so I was learning about that world. Um, then I, I will literally pick like Scientific American Frontier and NASA and JPL and it'll be just about science and um, sometimes it'll be news. So there'll be just like different different things that I try to program myself with so that when I look down on my phone, like I'm just seeing the things that like I maybe need to beef up on or I'm curious about and sometimes it's indulgences. Um, and then other times I just am not on it at all. And so like this last year, I've learned how to disengage with it in a way that I could just be looking around more for my for my interests Mm. so that's still the internet that's still like that's still media but not so much on Instagram so I don't miss not following people and I get to have really like interesting moments where I'm like I know nothing about your podcast but like like I care about you and I want to be part of whatever it is that you're doing in life for no other reason than like, this sounds like fun and I'm going to be part of it. So I get to be just kind of like constantly surprised anytime anyone says something that I should have like known about for weeks. Like you got engaged. Like I didn't even know that, but like, you know. Yeah. It's so like you don't like have, moments. you don't have like a Finsta. <clears throat> um, I do have a Finsta. But a lot of what, like, I do have a private Instagram. Yes. And that's where or like, I, like a fake, per, like a fake persona where you're like, no. pretend that you're someone and then you follow lots of people as that person. Um, no, wait, what is that? You are a fake person and then you follow a lot of people. Yeah. Like a Finsta, it's like you're, it's like you're not your actual account. It's like a fake one. Or are you oh. just, is it your personal one? No, but I do fantasize about that for being like a troll. Like I just want to be a troll on the internet for like, for a weekend and just like say all the things. That's actually so mean. I don't really wish that. No, I have like a private Instagram that was, it's just like for people that I really know, I like won't allow any of my family to follow me. Not that I'm, not that I'm sharing anything that's like X-rated. It's just like had really great sex where I swapped spirits (laughs) last night. Exactly. Yeah. And they were like, uh, sex, what's that? (laughs) Um, no, I'm not sharing any of that information. Um, so yeah, Instagram's like a funny thing. And I lost 3,500 followers this week. Why? Um, because I started posting again. I think all these people who were like, wait, who is this person that I was following like six months ago, but like has not, I've just stopped posting Instagrams. Um, and so this week, so the last like couple of weeks I've been promoting this project that I've had and I've been doing this thing that's more of like a triptych and like mold. Mul- the, the picture takes up multiple posts. And so any, at any moment you'd be getting like three to six 
images for me, which is a lot. It's um, a lot, but it looks cool. It's like whatever. It's a lot of fun. But um, I think people get sick of it and they're just like, uh, unfriend, unfriend, unfriend. And so every time I look down at my phone, it'll be like, you lost 20 followers. You lost 45. You lost 1,500 followers today. Just from people who are like not into it. And that's when you really have to identify like, am I doing it for me? If I, am I doing it for them? Do I still find joy in this? And I'm like, I still like just being myself. And so it's okay. Doesn't bother but, you? Uh, of course it bothers me like who wants to lose their friends you know and if your followers are like your fake internet friends then it, like feels bad i feel every single one of them but it's like it's better to just be me and so then it's manageable then i can like myself and like instagram because i'm not i'm just doing what i want yeah if we scroll all the way back to when you started on social media yeah when did you kind of have your your getting discovered moment or was it all very gradual was your Hmm. was your following a very gradual thing it was kind of a gradual thing um i think i had a bump uh with the kardashians honestly to ten thousand. that was like a big moment for me i forget tell tell me what that tell me what that they just they just i they they're actually a celebrity client that when i was doing an earlier iteration of what i do now which is like was how i started which single balloon with a tassel hanging off and no one had done it before i made it up now it's a thing but it's like whatever that's okay that's my pride speaking right now um uh they they bought them from me like they didn't they weren't trying to get them for free the kardashians were like really honest about like we'll take five of them and they were not cheap and we'll still instagram them and we're not asking for anything from you like nothing that's actually amazing they wanted nothing yes and it was just love given back to me like, oh, we bought them and now we're going to tag you in these photos. And so all of a sudden I get, you know, 10,000 followers over an afternoon. So things like that, you know, incrementally like improved like you know, uh, my following. But I think you get on an algorithm or you get lucky or someone else follows you. And it's just kind of like kind of also if you care about what you do, if you think People want to be part of that, but I think I was at the right time, the right place, the right had the right hair, the right vintage car, and it just kind of like <laughs> pandered to like very naturally to what it was that was working. And now I'm like, please, I don't want to be any of those things. And if you follow me, you have to follow me for like the real reasons, not the Pinterest reasons. Right. Yeah. So are you friends with any of them? Any of whom? The people who have unfollowed the, me? The Kardashians. No, no, but I like, I do really love Kanye. So like he would be the one that I'd be like, I'd try to get through them to get to him. I've actually worked for him and I've met him and he's really pretty interesting. Um, Not the spirit swapper, but close. We did not swap any spirit, um, but uh, you know, never say never. I can you get down next, with Kanye. Next time there's a wax bed with a bunch of famous people. Yes, I might be one be of them. It. I think that maybe that yeah, that's that's something that's that's the dream I won't tell you about. Okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll hold your secret. I wrote I wrote it down in my diary yesterday, and I'm not ready to just vo- vocalize it. Yeah. So your life, your your sort of balanced life. I mean, I never ever ever see you online ever. I don't even know where you are. I don't know like what city you're in because I'm like, oh yeah, Jahan, she's in LA. And then the next thing I know, you're like in, I'll see you in other, other friends' photos. Interesting. Like 
when all of a sudden you were in like Amy's stories on Thanksgiving in New York. I was like, oh, oh there she is. Because yeah. I just won't see you for weeks and weeks and weeks. <laughs> Whereas normal people, air quotes normal people, because uh-huh. yeah. I don't necessarily think it's healthy or normal, but uh-huh. everybody's posting online all the time. They're like, yeah. this is where I am today. This is what I'm wearing today. Uh-huh. This is how I'm feeling today. This is what I ate today. I wish I liked, I wish I liked myself enough to do all those things. Like I don't think anything I do is that interesting to be able to give that slash I genuinely feel that way slash I like get off not telling anyone anything so then like when I show up on her Instagram for Thanksgiving I'll be like booyah of course she's gonna feed me for Thanksgiving (laughs) you underestimated me actually she didn't feed me but we did spend uh, Thanksgiving together well and that's what I'm that's what I'm assuming like that's (laughs) absolutely and that's why like part of when I texted you the other day I forget why I even got the idea in my head that you were in LA but for some reason for some reason I was like I think you're in LA I think I had a, an idea in my head that I was like I feel like she's in LA right now I'm gonna text her because I feel like you, she's not gonna be here for very long you know when you go on vacation and you you have your autoresponder like for an extra couple days or you tell people you're coming back Wednesday but you came back on Sunday night like I kind of live my life constantly that way where I'm like I don't know I'll be back next week and then like I'm back in the day but like I just don't want anyone to keep tabs on me I can yeah. tell yeah you're, you're like Ooh. a you're like a balloon <laughs> just that no one can actually grab onto and I, I'm definitely picking up on that so are you <laughs> online just not posting like do you watch other people and what they post are you always like on Facebook looking at what people post or are you just literally not online I think I creep a lot more than I give out. I like the internet. I like what's happening in the world. I'm curious. I try to stay up on it. But um, I think if you're not using these apps for yourself, like to engage with yourself, there's only so much that you're seeing as like a voyeur. So like I'll look, but because I'm not really having like interactions with people all the time, um, like there's, you know, like I'm I'm only getting so deep within what's happening in people's lives. Um, I have like certain people that I really like that I'm constantly like checking up with, but they're also the people I'm texting. So it's like, I know what's happening and like, you know, secret and like stories and, and videos are like flying across the, you know, the, the air channels to my phone. So it's like, I don't know. I feel like I'm sort of like in a Luddite phase right now where I'm like more in real life but even so, I'm still kind of like a hermit. So like, mm. I'm not quite sure. I sound like I'm probably really depressed right now. I think I'm just um, really liking playing a game with social media. And then next year, I'm just going to be, or this year, I'm going to be like, that's it. I'm going to stream my life for 24 hours and be completely embracing of it. I feel like you would totally do that. I wouldn't be surprised at all. Tell me, because I always call social media a game. I say yeah. that it's a game and I always say that yeah. it's just about how you want to play it. Yeah. Because that's what I think. I can believe that. But I want to know. Yeah. How has not being super, super active on social media affected your actual business? It has not affected it at all negatively. If anything, it's more positive. I've never liked putting too much about my business and like by business myself or like whatever I'm creatively doing because as as soon as you do that, people have created a narrative of what it is that you do or do not do, what you believe in, what you look like, how, like what your work feels like. And so, I mean, the best representative of what I 
what I am and what I can do is if you just come in person. And so enough people can be to what I do in person or have agents who have seen it in person that keep bringing back the work to me. And so I'm able to really sustain a good life because people know that it it works. Like what I do is effective and for whatever their needs are. And um, I still am so busy. So it's like, it's fantastic. Like uh, I get that it would be a different story if I wasn't getting work and if people had forgotten about me. I think giving less in this world of like there's so much information out there actually piques people's interests and there's like we're not quite sure what she's up to or what she's doing. So like we're going to actually that's going to be our call to action to connect with her, set up a meeting, figure it out and like like make something happen. When I've been more visible in the past, it's been limiting because they're like, oh, we just thought you were in this city or we just thought you wanted to do this one thing. So I think it's like, you know, for right now it's working for me. But again, never say never. And I may pivot to change my to change my tune. So let's say I'm a brand new prospective client. Mm-hmm. And well, first of all, how did I find you? If I didn't find you because you were posting on Instagram, how did yeah. I find you? So generally, like you would have been following me for many years, like okay. seven years. Okay. And so you've kind of like already like you've already heard about me or I'm somewhere in your mind. I'm like not new to the scene. You've maybe never we've maybe never worked together, but like I'm vetted in some area of your life. And then I'm working for an agency. I need to build a strategy for a launch or I need to uh, bring people to a street corner and like I know that your work does that because I see people constantly going to it and regurgitating the photos and trying to emulate it and and so I see that there is that capacity for it and so I'm going to google you and I'm going to see your Instagram and it's going to have maybe your email address but if it doesn't have your email address it's going to say your website and on your website it's going to have like one little hidden contact area and then I'm going to find you. So that's how people find me. Wow. And so yes. they reach out to you and they say, "Hi, I want to hire you." I also to- have a toll-free number and <sighs> no one will call that. And it comes directly to my phone and not a single person tries to do that. Like occasionally like Joan from Jones on 3rd, she calls the number, which is like <laughs> kind of hilarious. Only people who are used to using numbers will call the number. But no one calls the number. And I think that's so – and it's sort of an art project in itself that I've been tracking. And I specifically have like – anyway, like I have like this whole phone tree system. And it's based on just like challenging people to call. It's one eight three three geronimo And no – and I promise you like no one's – when they hear this, like no one – well, someone will call at this point. But then I'll be like <laughs> on like sleeping and like some – like 25 calls will come in. Um, I pay per minute that someone uses the phone system. So like I've invested a lot of money each month just waiting for people to like try, just try calling me. And it's it's just fun that like that's such an avoidance now. It is. That's what I'm saying with having text with what we were talking mm-hmm. about with the other conversation. When you text someone when you're having an issue, first of all, I hate the phone. I think millennials hate the phone. They yeah. hate it. Well, we do remember a time where we didn't have phones. True. And like our our communication and like connecting with people was a little bit different. Took more planning, but like we wrote letters, emails. You were standing outside the mall. It feels faster to text. But but I think in the breakdown of just 
understanding and really good clear mm-hmm. communication like now i'll just be like hey wanna if i'm writing an email and it's getting longer than three sentences i'll be like are you free for a 10 minute call later today because it's just yeah. faster it's clear there's really like you just get somewhere and you get it done quickly so i think that's really funny i like your project the, i like your experiment the, the problem though with business and phone calls is that you don't generally have a transcript and so people will remember things incorrectly and for that reason, I like won't really take phone calls for mm. people when it's relating to like the nitty gritty of business because they'll remember a different number. But that I do is, fo- like, I do follow up emails when it's anything important. Like yeah. I'll always be like, hey, thanks so much for the call. To mm-hmm. recap, mm-hmm. this is the plan of attack. Like yeah. this is what we're doing, and you're doing this, and I'm doing this by these dates. Okay, great. And then mm-hmm. that way, at least, because I know I totally know what you mean. Sure, sure. It's very. It's like. It's like that whole, is it legal for me to record this phone call? Because I need to know what they're going to say, which it's not, by the way. It's not legal to record a phone call? Not in California. Really? Wait, not mean, without permission. Like you oh, can't record without someone without permission. Okay. Interesting. That's why, you know, when you make those calls mm-hmm. to like customer service and it's mm-hmm. like, this call may be, be recorded for quality yeah. assurance that they're letting you know because yeah. if they didn't let you know, it's illegal. I just did that today with insurance, like an Uber Eater, Uber Eats driver just hit me. And so I had to be on the call on the phone with their. Yeah, totally. Um, okay. So the person the I'm, person. I'm your potential business partner. Yes. Or, like I'm going to hire you. Oh, oh, wait. Oh, and wait. I, yeah. So You're I, a I'm a client. I find you, um, because I've known about you for a while. Sure. Um, I reach out, I call yeah. your 1-800 number because I'm not afraid. Yeah. And then... But I don't answer, so you leave a message. <laughs> do yeah. you do you make people see, meet you in person? Do you... Do you... Like, how, no. do you, how do you work with... How do you work with people when you don't do it, it the really, internet as much as yeah. else? Um, it really depends on the scenario and who it is and what I feel from them. Um, occasionally, I'll get on the phone immediately or it'll be like, let's just meet. Let's, like, go from step a like i know your name to like come over to my house tonight i'm having people over let's like chat about a project um to like i don't trust you and i'm gonna make this as difficult as i'm gonna like you're gonna have to vet yourself by emailing me 10 more times or emailing my assistant and then maybe we'll have a conversation but like if i'm not moved by something like by by a client how they speak like there there's just a tone Hmm. i like i kind of like I've been working with people for so long that you just can kind of tell who you're going to want to work with. And like, it's pretty obvious and in, even in the text of a, in the copy of an, of a message, like how they, how they think of themselves and how they think of you and how they're, how they're promoting whatever they want you to be part of. Um, I mean, some, sometimes can be concealed or I can be wrong on either way, but like I generally know who I want to work with and I make it very difficult otherwise to work with them. And the thing is, like, I just watched this um, documentary about artists and this guy says, uh, you have to say yes um, until you can say no. And then once you can say no, you should say no as, as much as possible. And I think there's like some truth to that for me. I said yes to everything. And I always was very like me- meaningful. Like I wasn't even begrudgingly saying yes. But like when you start a business, you kind of like you have to show up and be very like you have to be very willing and then at some point when it doesn't serve you to be so willing for certain things, it's okay to say no. And so then so then I say no. Yeah. That's so interesting. And the fact that you're saying that your business hasn't been affected by 
If anything, it's, it's only improved it. That's so interesting. Yeah. So what advice or words of wisdom would you have for someone right now who's listening who's like, yeah, but if I did that, my business would die? It probably would. Honestly, I think I think the internet is a really great tool, but I think if you have something that's unique and people can take note of it, whether it's truly unique or you just got lucky, like that's going to that's going to happen. Like there's certain booms. I feel like if you are trying to hammer the same nail head for too long, the passion runs dry and people are sick of hearing hearing what it's about and you just need to move on. Like it's sort of a numbers game. Like success is a little bit like you've tried enough things and then it finally comes. Like before I was a balloon artist, entrepreneur, I was a yo-yo designer and I had an, like I made earrings and I sold uh, note cards. Like I had done many different things with different intention and expectations and, and work ethic. But by the time I got to the thing that it, like was going to work, I had flushed through a lot of ideas and I had also been through a lot. So I was kind of ready and I was like willing to say yes in a certain particular area of my life in a certain city with the right hair, with the right, like it was the right year for me. Mm-hmm. And I think you just have to be willing to say no and walk away from a great idea if the timing is not right. And I think that's hard because people become really attached to that that dream needing to come to 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 bear fruit, to make you – uh, uh, some wealth or independence or or fame, and um, it could be that dumb idea that you have, you know, two days later after you've kind of given that that dream a rest. That's really going to bring you to where you need to be. So I had to learn my voice. I had to learn my independence through balloons, and I would have never chosen that for myself. I would have much rather uh, like a different direction to bring me independence. But it was the thing that I needed, and I wasn't in charge of that. That balloons brought you independence. Absolutely. It feels like it. It was the first time I ever FedExed something. I'd never even used like, I'd never needed to send anything in my life. Like I was an adult. I didn't, I didn't, I had one, you know, savings account. Like there was, there's just things that I had to learn about life. And the balloons really taught me how to do that, including saying no, sending emails, making up excuse excuses for why you can't I like what what's like how many excuses do you make a week for why your emails are late like that is an art in itself to Mm. have to navigate letting people down like the disappointment of like being late to like respond to things that are important to them like that's that's a side job for me (laughs) do you struggle with that I do and I also put um like a a signature on my emails that says I check my emails twice a week and if you need me urgently then here's my number you only check your emails twice a week well I check it more but I say in my emails that I check it twice interesting it, just, it sets the expectations lower that's is that an autoresponder is that that is no, that what just, comes to them when they when you finally do respond when I respond but I try to respond really quickly like especially if it's an inquiry about new business and do people say like really you only no ch- check this twice a week no everyone just everyone I think it's all about expectations because if you set the expectation, hey, I'm like really busy and -hmm. you could do it in a way that's like, hey, I'm in the middle of blowing up like 30,000 balloons. Mm -hmm. So I'll be back at my computer later. Mm -hmm. So for me, it's like, hey, I'm on set. So um, I check Mm -hmm. my I I set aside time to check my email twice a week. 
Sure. Um, and I, I give them another route. So I'm like, if this is super important, mm-hmm. here's my number. Sure. How often do they get a hold of you? Zero percent. Really? I mean, literally, I think I've had two people call me in all the in all the time that I've had yeah. that in my email. Interesting. And it's it's that's because emails actually aren't that important. They're yeah. not. They're not the important stuff and stuff. Stuff happens in email. That's important. And obviously, yeah, it's not like if I just closed my computer and never opened Uh it again, my business would die. Um, so I don't want to be irresponsible, but I do think Mm -hmm. expectation is you're, you're teaching your clients how they can, how they can treat you, what, what they can expect from you, what kind of Mm -hmm. communication you offer. And I think that that's something that, um, yeah, I mean, maybe someday it'll bite me in the ass. Sometimes I get, sometimes I like emailing on the weekends the best, mm-hmm. not because I like working on the weekends, but I like writing emails when people aren't replying right away. Yes. Because otherwise I sit down to write emails and I write like 20 with emails. The, with 30 minutes you have the response They're to the first back. one. Yeah. And I'm just like, exactly. okay. Yeah. So it's way better to just like, okay, Great. Saturday morning, I'm going to just do a quick two hours of emails, close mm-hmm. my computer. And then check them again on Tuesday, Wednesday, whatever. Do yep. like, it's yep. way better. Oh, I like that. Um, okay, so my mom growing up, she would be like, you should never be the first one to the party and you should never be the last one to leave. Like, And also like, don't go to every party you're invited to because you should always be wanted. And I still think the same, another concept is like, you're my dog when I was learning how to like train him was like, you like the dog trainer was like, you need to be forceful. You need to be a master like your dog wants for there to be strong leadership and for there to be boundaries like that's safety and I don't think humans are that far away from that and I think like operating my business with such like distance really is sort of like a like play hard to get I'm not really trying to play any games with anyone I'm just hard to get and so like because I just don't want to be got but um I think that only helps me out with the kind of people I want to work with so same thing like you set an expectation, but you're also kind of weeding out the people who are going to be really actually very needy for the duration of a project and will make your life really mis- miserable. And that's when you charge them twice. Absolutely. You make it very, you make it very, very difficult for them to, to say yes. And if they do, then you realize like, this is the time of year that like, I'm taking this for the money and it's going to be really difficult. And I'm just going to like, <sighs> I'm just going to pull it together. Yeah. And use that extra money for a little vacay at the end. Absolutely. I've got that. I've got couple of those projects coming up for me. You can do it. Yes, exactly. All right. I have three questions left. Oh, my goodness. Okay. All right. Um, one is I have uh, – well, we'll just see what happens. Oh. We'll all three of them, we'll just see what happens. Um, <coughs> do you need more water? Are you, are you out? I'm out of water. I can get you more water. Actually, I, like, have, like, a little spot. I'm okay. going to milk it. Milk it. Milk the water. Milk it. Milk the water. Mm, get it. Mm. Did you come from a milk family? No. Yeah. I didn't come from a milk family. Oh, you family mean drinking either. milk? Yeah. Like, oh, then you, yes. Like, people... Yeah. <laughs> so Are you a I... dairy princess? <laughs> I was like, did I come from a milk family? No, drinking milk. Yes. Yeah, like, did you have milk? Oh, like, everyone... fully. Every yeah. day. All like huge glasses of like pint sized milk at dinner, at lunch. How so interesting! I don't think weird. people eat drink milk like that now. Like they, that's a very out of style way to to beverage anything. If I drank a glass of milk right now, my my whole being would just be like, "What did you just do? That is so weird." Drink your milk. Drink your milk. 
Yeah. It's so weird. And we were like allowed to have chocolate milk on certain occasions that if it was like special, um, but we would water it down because if you if you got like the the gallon of chocolate milk, then it was too too oh, intense. Sure. Yeah. So we would like water it down with skim milk. So uh-huh. it was like anyway, so weird. I do, love that do, you are just... kids drinking milk like they drank when we were kids? Like do, are there kids know. in your life that you know? We no. need to get, we need to get intel on what what's the milk situation. Intel on the milk sitch. Okay, I'm digging. <laughs> after after we finish this, I'm texting everyone Our that I know that lives in the Midwest. Still drinking milk. Oh, in the Midwest, I'm sure. Maybe. They're still getting gallons of milk and that's like still yeah. a thing. Not here. No. No way. No, I know when I even know drinks real milk. Do you drink real milk? No. No. Almond. Almond. Exactly. <laughs> oh my gosh. All right. Which we should swap from. We shouldn't even be drinking almond we milk. We shouldn't be drinking no. almond milk. We should be drinking breast milk. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I have been drinking breast milk for... Actually, that's really what I have with my lattes in the morning. Same. Same. Booby latte. Boob lattes. It's good. Because we're humans and we drink human milk. Great. So sampling, sampling later. <laughs> Have you ever had breast milk? Um, I had breast milk until I was three. Wow, good job. I was very old stopping the breast milk and I had to be I had to be um uh like talked out of it and I got my ears pierced for quitting the boob like you wanted your ears pierced my mom was like you can have your ears pierced but you have to stop having milk that's amazing i'm amazed yeah so i tried it as an adult how was it as an adult kind of watery kind of weird not that weird tasty no fine nothing that you'd want in your how would it froth did you have like a friend's Weren't you taking care of twins recently? I was. I was. How did you find out about that when you're not even on the social meds? Well, I've, I obviously found out about that. <laughs> okay, so did you, did, was it their mother that you tried no, her milk? No, she's not that. She's not that hippie. No. No. So where did you try this milk? Um, Are we talking about One of about my it? dear, dear uh, former Australian life friends um, was a hippie type. Tried mm-hmm. hers. Um did you just have like a sip or like a little taste? A little, little taste. Uh-huh. Um, also tried it once in coffee. Interesting. Like yeah. as your milker, milk yeah. for coffee? Yeah. But not your thing. I mean, I'm into trying it. Okay. It wasn't like, oh, this is a delicacy. Did you hear about that woman? She was working on, I think, maybe her thesis um, uh, regarding gin. Uh, she's... Basically, she makes she found out how many different types of cultures could produce yogurt from vagina flora. So there, like, there's a finite amount. We'll say the number is sixty-eight or something like that. It could be a two hundred and sixty-eight, but there's a there's an exact amount of cultures that can come from any one vagina. And she made yogurt from all of them, and that was like her. Her project and people could try and eat her yogurt f- from her from her body i'm in awe yeah we're gonna link that mm-hmm. we'll have to look Send that one me out. the article yep gonna have to look i'm gonna have to dig deep on that you one you gotta google vagina flora yogurt <laughs> your cookies are gonna love that yogurt um, <laughs> the yogurt 
gross. Yeah. That sounds... I'm getting visuals. Okay. Give me another question. Give me a question. Okay. Really fast. Three last mm-hmm. questions. So um, I have a sponsor for my podcast, which yes. I work with because... You do? You have a sponsor for your podcast? Yeah. Isn't that cool? Who's your sponsor? My sponsor is Cat Footwear. They make really rad... They, they're like the cat, like caterpillar, like the big I'm beefy. I'm familiar, yeah. yes. But they also make really cool shoes that aren't just like for, you know, people on work sites. They're I like want re- the cat shoes. Do I get a pair of like, yeah. or red, yellow, yellow cat shoes with the, 100%. With the um, leather contrast on the I'll top? I'll hook you up. Seriously? Absolutely. <sighs> I'll hook you up. Is this cat too? Um, yes, that oh, is cat. Yeah. No, it's not. That's just a hard drive, it's but it's yellow. Cute. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, the reason that I w- like was stoked to work with them is because they're all about just like doing whatever is your bold creativity. So it's sure. like whatever you want. Like they literally trusted me with this podcast and we're like, go crazy. So I like working with them because they, they believe in being bold and trusting, but also mm-hmm. in like doing what is you? Mm-hmm. So I wonder. I want to know when it comes to you and your creativity. I love that the bulldozer feel? company has somehow gotten in, into the influencer podcast social world. media po- podcast <laughs> world. I know it's That's amazing, isn't it? Fantastic. I, know. I, I just it. got an, an email from Bitcoin, from not Bitcoin, but from cryptocurrency, from a similarly like we'd like to co- we'd like to talk to you about working on a project together. They're getting smart. Getting smart. Yeah. I like it. They okay. know they know where to go. Um, I cut you off. No, no, you're good. So when it comes to being like creative and being bold and being original, how do you yeah. feel about <clears throat> having copycats? Oh. And how do you do you communicate with those people? Do you sometimes? <laughs> yeah. Do you what a what sort of advice would you have to someone who's like Right, but I like what she does. And I mean, it's just balloons. So like if yeah. I just sort of like get my own balloon uh-huh. and do the same thing, am I really copying her? What advice yeah. or thoughts do you have on that? I have some practical and not practical advice. So from the not practical practical standpoint is, um, look, I get to make something and I get to have a living and I get to have like a future based on something that I was inspired to do. And that feeds me and fuels me in ways that only I get to reap the rewards of. Um, but it, it, com- it comes in ways that are unique to the fact that I am the originator of that. So every time I create a piece of work, that's my process that I've had to like navigate, create, build, and then uh, achieve, like overcome every single time I, I create something that's new. Um, if... I were to be copying someone else's drive, desire, dream, aesthetic. I am having a version of that, but it's not for myself. And it's not driven by my curiosity. It's driven by like an eagerness to achieve an aesthetic or like um, an admiration. And those are journeys as well. And there are certain things that I've followed in other people that I've been like admired and I'm like, oh, I'll learn, I'll, I'll learn that certain thing or I'll dress that certain way because I, I admire the, how you're doing it. So I, I get, I get when you are a follower, how that can benefit your life. And then when you want to lead in your life with certain things that just feel like really true to you, there is such, such a gift of, I mean, my gift is my gift is that I get to just do it and that I that I have something inside of me that 
wakes me up and is like, you have to create and you have to be, you have to keep on showing up to your life. And, and so that's like, that's, that's my reward. And that's like my joy. So for people to copy me, I'm like, I'm sorry that you haven't figured out the thing that's going to be your thing and that you have to use my thing for a while, but like, I get it. And so enjoy, but also step off it and do your own thing at some point when you, when you get it. And we live in a culture where we can just kind of duplicate, replicate, DIY everything we see in front of us and immediately be like the, like, you know, be a tastemaker in it or be successful in it when really like it's kind of hollow and I think those hollow things don't last over time so if you're copying my work and you're not becoming as rich or famous as I am it's because you have no heart behind it you just kind of want to be part of a trend and again I get that but like you'll never have the success that you want to have until you really believe in something and so like get get on to whatever path that is copy me copy 10 more people and then go make your own thing when you have when you have that that backbone. So I, I like then I get upset at people and I send them cease and desist letters. So like I'm, you know, like I'm a nasty bitch too and I got a lawyer and like I've, you know, like I get paid to be a professional and so I can afford to like also tell you you need to stop using my business name to sell your own business or you can't use my images to like invite people to your product launch for your own product that has nothing to do with mine, but you've taken my photos and now there's a price to pay. And yeah. so like, I think sometimes people are afraid um, or sorry, they, they err on the side of like a uh, stupidity, like it's this world and you know, I can pull this image from anywhere and I'll pretend like it doesn't have ownership. And uh, like, quite frankly, that's not how business works. And so sometimes you need, str- you need to be strict with people and mm. I'm, I'm okay with that. I don't okay. want to ruin anyone's day, but it's like, you're going to learn it from me. You're going to learn it from some other company that's going to really slap something hard on you at some point when you've you've gone too far over the line and now you've lost house and home. And for me, I'm just going to send you a funny letter and I'll be like, but it's signed from my an attorney and you got to kind of like deal with it. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Go you. I, like I mean, it. ish. No. That could have been the lie of the night where I'm like, I don't know, I cry every day <laughs> to sleep. Every time <clears throat> I see someone copy me, I just that's why I got off the internet because it made me so sad. No, it's interesting. I love yeah. it. All right. Uh-huh. How what is your favorite self-care activity? Ooh, my favorite self self-care activity. What an interesting one. Um or what what an interesting question because usually that's poised as what's your guilty pleasure and I hate that because it's like you shouldn't feel guilty. Um self-care for me being like I'm just such like a loner that like I feel like when I'm with someone I give them everything and then I'm depleted and so my self-care is like knowing a boundary to be like I'm gonna be by myself for the next three days and take care of just my solitude needs and then be able to like come back and be like a great person to the people around me so my self-care is like not being not being afraid to have alone moments and 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 knowing that I have like some boundaries there. Um, Self care would be Korean food. Going for Beastie Tofu House. Um, if I were to have a podcast, I'd want them to sponsor mine. I go there once a week, and um, I, I like I'm just like certain creature comforts like tofu soup and alone time and watching. Uh, 
TV. Um, I just finished this webisode series called 555 today. And John Early wrote it, and it's about, like, kind of horrible human beings. And you can watch it on Vimeo. It's, like, kind of, like, an obscure thing. Um, and then I like, to, I, I like to just nerd out and go to the library. I like to check out magazines and bring them to, like, the area of the library where you can sit. And you have to, like, pull up the plastic plate on it. Um, I like to sit and smoke marijuana and just like daydream too. Like, I love that answer. That's a great answer. Mm -hmm. Way to be honest. Yeah. Or was that one of the lies? Or was it, was it, is it smoke or is it vape? (laughs) All right. Last question. Last question. What is something that you have in common? Yes. With every living human being oh um that i will well we will all poop and that is something that keeps things very real um something that i have a common every human being i want to belong and i think that humans are born with either the feeling that they are going to work very hard to belong or they're going to work their entire life to prove that they don't need to belong. And so you're kind of on one camp or the other. And I think that like a healthy place to be is to kind of like monkey bar between the two and and realize that there are moments where like you need to live a world where like you don't matter and like no one's paying attention to like you are part of so much something so much bigger and your work and your words and your life and your your the beauty you can create is so important to other people that you do matter. And so I think those are the things that like I die, I I am like every other human being. I want to belong. I want to matter. And then sometimes I want to prove to myself in the world that like I'm really not significant and it doesn't mean anything and I don't matter. And between that, I, you know, I'm still alive and I feel very happy. So it's working for me at least. It's working. I like that ebb and flow, the monkey bar yeah. of like, yeah, because sometimes it is. I'm like, I matter so much. I'm. This is such a big mm-hmm. deal. Look at like this thing I created and how it's affecting so many people. <clears throat> and then other times it's just like, I hate everything and nothing. No one even cares about me. And so just that the it like the best thing in the best case scenario is a bit of both. Sure. And even the, the idea of like I hate everything and no one cares about me can be a really beautiful thing like I'm so small in like the bigger scheme scheme of scope of these things that when like I have like stressed over this email that I like think is so important to return to someone I realize like this doesn't even this doesn't even register in their world. So like, yeah. let's just take this a little bit less. It's not Christmas morning. I haven't ruined anyone's life. Like, let's just like put it all into perspective, and then you just can enjoy being a human who is like both light and dark, and good and bad, evil and not so evil. And I think that's like kind of the real mystery of the world is like allowing ourselves to be all those things, and and really extending that to other people to allow that. That them the same like it is so difficult to be in um, a relationship any sort of level of relationship with someone and when you fall in love with them or when you're like first you know first hooked on that friend when you're like they're the best thing ever they're my best friend like we're gonna do everything together and then you realize that they're very human like you have to decide right then and there that you're going to continue to love them and that that creates a, another phase of love and learning that 
there's a price you pay and it's it's a pain and so it's uh, i think you know humans are really interesting complex people and i've enjoyed my my experience with them on earth and uh when i go back to the mothership i'll have lots lots to say well thanks. i'd like to fall out find out that i'm an alien uh well they totally exist just definitely, so you know definitely and so you can ride your painted horse to the sky and go visit them Thanks so much for being here. It's been awesome to chat. And um, everything so that we much. just talked about was... You're the color purple. And it's so amazing to be in your purple dwelling. And I've loved every moment of spending my Friday night with you. Just kind of being a little bit emo about things. But I feel very connected with all my emotional feelings. So thank you so much, Caroline. Good. Thanks for being here. <laughs> this has been John Sensual. John sensually. I like it. Essential sensuals. You've been listening to Out of Line with Caroline Lee. Tweet me at Team Woodnote or tag me in your posts on Instagram using Out of Line Podcast and let me know what you thought of today's discussion and who you'd like to hear as a guest on Out of Line next. This episode of Out of Line was produced by me, Caroline. All sound editing, engineering, and original music composition by Jaden Lee. And a big thank you to Cat Footwear for working with Out of Line this season. Hit subscribe to get the next episode on your mobile device when it drops next week. And if you love what you heard, please whip out a review, will ya?